It's good to be here. Is it? It is. Okay. And uh, it's good to welcome everybody else who's listening in to the uh, Decibel Wines podcast. Uh, second episode as the new Decibel Wines podcast. It used to be the Wine is Food podcast. Okay. And uh, so now we're, we're unashamed, unashamedly sponsored by Decibel Wines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just a new follower, so I didn't, yeah, I didn't, I didn't yeah, knew yeah. about the, the first the first version. Actually, we're, uh, you are my second Frenchman. Really? But so number one, right now, number one in my heart, though. Oh, okay. that's nice. I hope that uh, Guillaume is not listening. Yeah, he's too busy with a, a new baby to yeah, be listening, true. so don't worry. We're here with Pierre Simonet. <laughs> Did I say that? I said that yeah, well, Simo Pierre Simonet uh, will be an us, but Pierre Simonet, if you want, it's up to you. Um, and you said you listened in on a few of these podcasts. So you have somewhat of an idea of uh, what you're in for. But uh, basically, uh, we were talking about how you got here, how you ended up here, what your thoughts are. And I expect nothing less but strong opinions from a, a fr <laughs> somebody from France on uh, good, yeah. on winemaking and wine and things like that. But uh, I do. Kn the only thing I think I know about your past is well, two things. Uh, I know you're from a unique region of France, and yeah. I know that you went to University of Bordeaux. Is that right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And uh, I respect your opinion on some things and your <laughs> palate on some things. So. Uh, I have some more questions for you. All right. uh, so, you were born. So where were you born? No, well, I was born. In, I was born in Tunisia. I and, just uh, asked you this as yeah. on our sound test, yeah, and exactly. I was like, I got to ask that again you, you, because you, you, you I didn't know you were didn't born knew about that. No, so well, it's um, we used to travel a lot with my father when I was a kid. My father used to work in um, industry, making factories for bricks, mm -hmm. and was working for a big company, and uh, that was leading the mondial market of the of the bricks factories <laughs> so okay. he was coming to a place in uh, one year he built uh, he built factories of bricks and uh, go away to some other place so we've been traveling when we were kids mm -hmm. and my family ended up to in tunisia for 10 months and i was when i left tunisia myself i was nine months old oh. that was the last time in my life i crossed that border actually yeah so i used to live close to it in algeria later on but never came back to, to tunisia could you be a Tunisian citizen? I should have been, a, I could have been a Tunisian citizen, but when I was 18 years old, you have to go to the um, military office in France and say that you're going to uh, do or not your military duties for the, for the, for the patri. I, th I thought I had my first Oh, no, well, sorry. Well, it's podcast ki ki kind of, Africa. kind of, but mm -hmm. uh, so um, they'd say to me that because I was from 79, that's my date of birth. Mm -hmm as well so you get nearly the whole lot in uh, in, uh, in one question mm -hmm. and uh, it w there was no military duty in france but if i want to keep my uh, my tunisian citizenship i have to go straight away to tunisia for two years of uh, military duty <laughs> in a country i've never been yeah, i've just been one month so i say well okay Vive I, la france. I say exactly <laughs> and i say well probably probably france should be a better place to stay so i will i will unfortunately leave my uh, my nationality uh, my Tunisian yeah. nationality beside me uh, yeah and then uh, that's how it's ended up it's quite sad I and know in childhood we went to uh, to a little bit everywhere uh, South America and Africa mainly and a little bit of uh, of Europe and then I came back to France when I was, was 14 years old something like that a little bit before probably 13 years old mm -hmm. and uh, finished my study in Biarritz Where's my that? school 
Biarritz is, the, is that, that, that the most beautiful place in France, like the really, really close to Spanish border on the Atlantic coast, so the southwest really. And uh, it's the Pays Basque, the Basque country. Yeah, Basque country. Because I knew that about you. I knew yeah. you were from Basque country. So I'm from there. So Biarritz is just on the coast of the Basque country, like 30 kilometers from Spain. And for our, um, you know, people who want to Google it and things like that, how, how do you spell that? By Biarritz? Yeah. B-I-A. B, sorry, B I A double yeah. R E T Z. Oh, I'll put that up on the, uh, the website yeah. as well too. But uh, just yeah. for, for nice place, lazy people that are just yeah. listening and they want to look exactly. it up right away. But um, so yeah, I knew you're from Basque Country, which yeah. so that's is, how I ended there. My is, family is from there actually. And so, is it true that Basque Country they kind of on their own sort of no uh, they have their own they probably their own idea of life and yeah. uh, and how how, do, how are you supposed to spend your time on earth mm. so they are a little bit different of all the people around and uh, never be really happy to be either french or spanish because there is a big big part of spain the, of uh, the north of spain that is basque country as well mm. it's across the border and uh, and so yeah there is some people who's not really agree about what france uh, um, spain or europe or the rest of the world is doing so they like to explain it to other people sometime in a, some strange way with some bottle of gas put next to a post office or something like that <laughs> sometimes they try to speak with other people and that's probably the best way and that's what that's the way i prefer myself yes sure yeah sure <laughs> and uh so you went through like high school yeah sorry there. yeah so high school there then i've been to university for biology for three days give up mm. then go to for, to study history six months then give up then go to work with my father because i was a little bit fed up after me not doing anything yeah so understandable i decide <laughs> to study go to 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 pass some exam to go to school for public um, buildings like mm. uh, uh, builder but uh, high level engineer or something like that mm -hmm. and uh, that and on the other hand uh, viticulture and analogy I've been they say me yes both of them and you were like a double major in I was like I was like no I was like just just to, to enter the, the those study you have to pass some exam and oh, I passed okay. both of those exams and then I have to decide and I decide just probably go to to border region and study wine sounds a little bit more cool than build houses so that was um that, that was my plan so that's that's where i came to bordeaux region and after that um working uh, in different region mainly bordeaux region and changing each six months going to the south hemisphere mm -hmm. so mainly chile and argentina and then doing harvest there. yeah harvest there uh, yeah, like, yeah working three four months something like that and just mm -hmm. changing to the northern hemisphere and working. you like it down there what was your favorite Oh yeah, well I like it. My favorite, my one of my, yeah, my, part of my heart stay in Chile anyway. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I spent spent a good, really good time there. Uh, when I was a kid, I spent three years in Argentina, so I have something with South America anyway, and uh, met a lot of great people. Drink probably some of the the be the wine I prefer on earth. Oh. Uh, yeah. But it's happened in lots of places I've been enjoying anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you seem to enjoy yourself goes there goes as well. goes away. I think we're going to be joined by. Yeah. Ciao. Come on in. It's okay. It's Joanna. okay. Yeah. You could be like the producer of the of the uh, the podcast. Um, Good evening. The, the, it's all laid back and it's all fine. We have guests come in and out all the time. <laughs> fine. You just say bonjour and do your thing. Bonjour. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, what were your favorite wines in Chile? Oh, there was there was quite a um, 
quite a few. I've been tasting some interesting things from uh, Montes Alfa. That's why some, well, some, sometime when I find some here, I'm quite, quite happy to. I found here as well in New Zealand a couple of years ago, or probably not more than a couple of years ago, a bottle of Misiones de Rengo. That's something really good, and they used to make a Carmenere Reserve there that was beautiful, but that was back in the 2000, 2001. So I don't know if, if it is still still that that quality. Yeah. And I couldn't find it here here back. And uh, Los Bascos, Cuyen, all that, all those are from the Colchagua Valley. That was the place I was working, and I get gets wow. quite excited with uh, with those wines. Well, we just got served some dinner. <laughs> I must. I have to. Uh, let people know that are listening and that we're in this you'd think it was a sleepy village here yeah. uh, of Hamawana which is out near the beach what it is uh, yeah well it basically is the beach here in Hawke's Bay uh, and it's pretty busy out there I hear a lot of cars go well we're, we're living on a main world of yeah, Hamawana so it is it is if it's 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 quite busy, but it's not it's not like Paris in the in the main in the, no, the, the hard hours. You know, it's just like yeah, probably two cars per five minutes, and it's a busy time now. I mean, it's just yeah, you, you should come here on the morning at seven o'clock. It's just yeah, no, rush you can't hour. you can't stand it. I mean, yeah, it's just usually rush hour <laughs> in Hawks Bay is done by like five fifteen. The roads are empty mostly. Yeah, there is um, there is hardly anybody. So Ch- <laughs> anyway, Chile, there. Um, yeah, Carmen Air. Carmenere, Sauvignon maybe, yeah. um, so really nice Sauvignon Blanc, really fresh Sauvignon Blanc if you compare with the hot climate that they have. Yeah. Um, really interesting Cabernet, Cabernet Sauvignon, sorry. Um, some good Syrah as well. Oh, well, okay. mainly mainly the same variety that we find here, but the fa- the thing that we can't f- you, that you can't really hard that you hardly find anywhere else is the Carmenere anyway. So re- great Carmenere and great Chardonnay and Sauvignon Blanc from the Casablanca Valley as well. It's like a small area. It, it was just the start when I was there myself. It's just a great, great place. Okay. Fre- get, keep freshness and get get things really ripe. Really and Ar- Argentina? Argentina for vintage as well. Yeah. Um, Mendoza, obviously. Yeah. But I've heard, I mean, obviously there's Malbec everywhere from Argentina, yeah. but I've heard from a lot of people that a lot of the best sort of Cabernet doesn't leave I, the country. It I, just I, I, made, really I made a um, really interesting, I was wor- working for uh, um, Rothschild and work with, uh, he had a joint venture uh, in Mendoza with Nicola Catena. Yeah, they're so the kind of the guys. So you, you may know Catena Zapata and all those it stuff. It seems to me that the French, and it's understandable because they were, and we'll, we'll, I want to talk to you about that in a little while, but the French were some of the first truly flying winemakers to start operations uh, and partnerships in South America. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Well, they I, put a lot of money there. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of... The, we're it, we're it not is, talking about like... It is both things. I mean, I mean there there's, is, there's probably guys like you and I that, uh, you know, go back and forth to yeah. work harvest, yeah, but yeah. these guys were like, you know, major corporations yeah. ma- that, yeah, are, yeah, that exactly. are, have operations yeah. in yeah. France and operations in South America. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're and right, you're right. When I was working in Chile, I was working for, uh, for a winery that belonged to, uh, to um, Lafitte Rothschild as well. So yeah. it was same same kind of, uh, of group anyway and connections. Mm-hmm. But you're right, I mean, there was a lot of uh, um, winery, bodegas in Chile and Argentina belonging to Muetin Chandon, uh, things like that, you know, quite, quite known anyway. So and a lot of uh, the major uh, winemakers from uh, from Europe and mainly from France and Bordeaux region mm. were going there as a consultant all the time. So it was like quite linked anyway. Yeah, it's kind of interesting because 
couple of the guys like from Italy that I talked to, mm. uh, you know, on podcast I did last year, and one of the things they both said uh, was that they really, you know, they were both on their way to doing a harvest in France, and they both said that they were really, uh, you know, eager to go there because of the the sort of mentality of French winemaking and uh, whether, you know, Italy is probably a little more, I don't know, rural, uh, rural is probably not R the right word. No, but because the, there is as well big, big, big companies as well in, big in, but in, in Italy, but I do, I do understand what you mean. Yeah, but mentality of... The difference as well is there is something that we, as flying winemakers, if you want to name that like that, and you, you're one of those, we are, we are, yeah, I mean, mm. and all the people you've been talking with on that podcast as well was the same. Yeah. And um, I mean, you're going there, you're working for companies that are able as well to communicate about their job offer. So you're going most of the time to like the majors. Okay, yeah. sort of. So you don't really uh, understand as well. You can have a view of what's going around, but you, do, you don't you don't really going that deeply neither. neither. I mean, if you go to France, you're going to go as well to some big places and probably don't really realize that there is as well a lot of probably Tiny 80 80 yeah. percent is rural yeah. is rural winemaking anyway yeah and it will be the same in spain where i mean it will be the same in portugal it will be the same everywhere that it is culturally for a long time into the into that civilization or into those people sure but, but, it is rural but would you say that uh, maybe because you just grew up with it and maybe you don't see yeah. it but uh even i see it as far as uh working in the industry that the mentality overall yeah of French winemaking is something well, that's it's you know it's sort of the original big business or you know serious winemaking that for the world I mean yeah well I will, I will not going to complain about that uh, yeah yeah what you say anyway. I think that to this day uh, you know a lot of the research and, and you know groundbreaking things have started there and still go on there and there's uh, you know many companies out of there it seems like if you want equipment it's out of a lot of times out of Italy and Germany, and if you want uh, biological stuff yeah. and research and all the interesting things like that, that's all out of France. Uh, well, it's mainly there. You are, you're right. I mean, it's main, mainly there. I, mean, I can't I can't say no in that. But yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and did you? So you uh, so we'll backtrack a second. You were, you but you went to was it University of Bordeaux? Uh, it's 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 not university. It's um kind of um. A technical school yeah. um it's a it's a degree I, I will there is no there is nothing that it's that i can exp EIT. it's it's just not yeah it's kind of eit yeah, yeah, yeah. eit will be a good example like the, the, that that study that you do in three years like viticulture and knowledge in the same time yeah that should be roughly the same thing so studying that really practical really easy for me i, I was really I'm, I'm a really bad student so good for me to have something i can understand straight away what is it for and uh, that was the that that was the for me the perfect point, and that was probably that helps me to keep going on that way, as well as meeting plenty of great people coming from different regions of France. Everybody involved of, on on wine as a kid of a family making wine since uh, I don't know how many generation, or just people passionate about it. So having dinner, spending time drinking, talking about life, making the the, the, the yeah the world again. Yeah, I don't know solving how solving the world's problems. And exactly. And so, yeah, yeah, we should have probably uh, record all that. Yeah, we did all the solutions were there. That's why we're here. Yeah, you know, exactly. We can we can probably do it again. In fact, so 
yeah we need we need a little bit of help as well right, we're gonna pause for a second yeah uh, and we're back with sorry we had to pause there for a second to fill up some glasses of wine and eat some food um the european way yeah yeah i'm so tired sorry. of doing uh <laughs> podcasts with new world people and we don't eat and drink enough nearly during mm. the podcast but no, come on! I can I can cook you chicken if you want. No, if you're be good. I think this will be enough. A bit of yeah. Chenin Blanc from yeah. uh, Esk Valley. From Esk Valley, yeah. Which is fantastic, uh, and a great place. Which is great, actually. I mean, a, no. a great place that you landed. Uh, that was first place you went to work when you got to New Zealand. No, no, no. In fact, just after South America, I want to learn English. I've never been to any country speaking English, even with my father who was tra traveling all the time. Mm -hmm. as, a, as a perfect French guy, he didn't like English people, so <laughs> never talk English at all. So um, I decided to, and we've been like a ten, 10 of us studying together, traveling all around the, the show. And I was the only one going to South America or to any Spanish speaking country. And all the others, America, uh, Australia, uh, New Zealand, mm -hmm. came back to border region asked to a friend, well, I want to go to any English-spoken country. And we're just coming back from Oaks Bay, Hatton Estate in Gibble Gravels. Ah. Small winery, small, some of the best wine I ever taste from New Zealand, honestly. Absolutely. Well, honestly, I can say that all the time. It's, it's all the time, honest, anyway. But, um, so I came here in 2005 the first time, spent a vintage here in New Zealand. In oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And who did you work for then? Uh, Hatton Estate. Oh, you did work yeah, for yeah. Okay. So Hatton is, we're just following, I mean, th that friend was was coming back from there, just sent an email and say, well, I've got a good friend who wants to go to work. He's a good worker and, and was lying a little bit at this time. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but um, that, was a good, uh, that was a good way for me to improve. And I ended up here meeting uh, David uh, yeah. Um, um, so a French, French winemaker who studied in Bordeaux as well in the same place as me who's coming from Jurançon 80 kilometers from my place and who, who was working in the same region the of the world as myself so we've been talking the same language I've been really uh, like a good um, how to say that good link good, yeah. uh, good feeling anyway distant cousins exactly yeah mm -hmm. well not that yeah. distant 80 kilometers from yeah. my place it's actually not that much anyway so um, came there and uh, came back to France to study, um, to come back to study mm -hmm. and make a degree in uh, wine marketing. Oh, okay. And, um, and send Guillaume that you had in post post podcast or whatever. We sure, called the it. infamous Guillaume. Like, um, yeah, knows. exactly. Everybody knows Guillaume. Yeah. So send him here, the vintage after, and he stays on. Okay, mm. he's still here in New Zealand, as you all know, obviously. Yes. And um, came back to study in France, uh, work for a wine label, well, for a wine shop for a while, and then for a wine label company, making design and, uh, and marketing for wineries. Mm -hmm. And um, met Joanna in that time as well, a little bit early uh, when I came, just came back from New Zealand. And uh, we decided to go out for a trip and came back to New Zealand. Had a work and holiday visa and came back here and I spent the vintage 2008 here in uh, Oaks Bay again in Alpha Domus where Guillaume my friend was already wor working yeah. and we've been working together and after traveling and coming back to France get bored and say well wh what are we going to do now we save a little bit of money and came back a third time to New Zealand um, in uh, Esk Valley this time for vintage 2012 the worst in my whole life you weren't exactly racking up great years either. <laughs> was it 05 was some frost or something yeah but I wasn't there I mean I wasn't here myself yeah I mean it I mean for all well, my experience year, so what, far what were you at Hatton what year 
2000, ah, yeah, 2005, sorry, yeah. It wasn't okay. that bad. It wasn't well, as bad as, the, oh, it wasn't yeah. as bad as what I yeah, get here this year. Yeah, sorry. Ago. So, um, and uh, and I stay on. They didn't find a way to get rid of the French guy. Yeah. And I'm still there. So, yeah. yeah. Any, good, well, any good people around here. Yeah, well, I'm I'm happy that they 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 find me, and um, I hope that it will fit in that description. They lose a lot of good people here. Oh yeah, I they think do. A lot of good people want to come here, but uh, they just need to be a little more proactive in keeping us. Yeah, which we were just speaking about before visas and all that kind exactly. of stuff. Exactly. Um, so, so that's our way. You did get to experience an awesome harvest this year, though. Uh, yeah, yeah, this 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 year, yeah, this year was a great one. Gordon anyway. would be yeah. smiling and mm. happy, and uh, I I remember I stopped in uh, to actually just to trade some music with him, and I think it was eleven, which was raining and everything as well, uh, very tough year. And that is a guy who wears it on his sleeve. It was, I mean, I I was not in the greatest mood about harvest anyway, but. You know that guy lives and breathes his fruit as it comes in, and he yeah. was just—he so was so depressed. <laughs> like, I, I stopped in the winery; it was a rainy day, and he was just like, "Oh, this is the worst I've ever seen." Nah. And, you know, and if you talk to to to, to, to you've been talking about uh, rural before, hmm. but if you go to whatever the, of those little wineries or um, vineyards in Italy or Spain or France or wherever, it's each year the worst year ever. Yeah. And at the end, when they have everything in the barrel, oh, it's the best year ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, all, they are all the time find a way to complain anyway and say, oh, it's the worst year in 20 years. Yeah, but you say that last year as well. And you had I mean, good yeah. uh, harvests when you were in South America. Is it like really consistent? Like, for instance, I'm I never had any bad in, in South yeah. America. I mean, in, in Chile, uh, yeah. the two vintage I've, been, I've, met, I've done, um let me remember in my poor brain 2003 and 2004 mm. um were great yeah. i mean 2003 was amazing but is it like 2004 was great how much you know about napa but they had supposedly a tough vintage when i was there in 2011 yeah and i thought you guys got to be joking me this is easy like <laughs> yeah you yeah, know, yeah. It's still sure well, I, I do agree with you for them it wasn't the best year ever but for me, it was quite fine and, cons and, and, and nice and easy to work with. I mean, nothing, nothing as bad as what I can add, what I used to add in, in Bordeaux region yeah. or even here last year, if we came back to that one. Yeah, I think uh, you probably can, uh, much like uh, but Je Jenny, who I work with, who did a, you know 17 years in Bordeaux, uh, winemaker shines in those tough years. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Uh, I mean, uh, just, to, just to come back to that, that... Uh, you're right with 2005. 2005 years wasn't easy at all. But I've, I've, I've been lucky myself. I came to New Zealand three times before. I mean, three times so far, sorry. 2005 was a tough year. 2008 was not that good. Mm. 2012 was horrible. And I had, and at the end, I was just asking myself, is it a good idea to plant any vine in New Zealand? Actually? And 2013 was probably was, was the best year I ever had as well. I mean, mm. conditions like that were just perfect. Yeah, you missed so nine and ten were really I, good. And uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I do, I, I do, and I mean, it's the same. In, 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 in I had some really poor years and some great, great years, some some other places as well. But as you say, when you when you have a tough year, it's the best. Of, I mean, you you show all your all your abilities. When you have a great year like last year, you just have to just help, not even help, yeah, just either. look at it and look <laughs> and just say, okay, keep going this way, keep going this way. And whatever you're going to put yourself, your own, your own human finger in that whole thing can just damage the whole, uh, yeah, the, whole, the, the, whole yeah, the, the whole process. So 
Yeah, I mean, if, you, if you're smart enough to just look after your wine last year, it's just like the perfect year to not be a winemaker, actually. Mm. And with, what, with few advice, whoever was able to make a good one last year, mm. then the only difference is the winemaker will make a great, will make a great wine. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah, everybody will make good. Good, but, but winemakers will, will make the, the difference. Good winemakers will make yeah. great. Yeah. Uh, and great winemaker will be even, well, no, let's not talk about that, please. Anybody <laughs> who screws it up. Yeah. <laughs> they don't know what they're doing. Um, going back to uh, styles, and we'll talk about uh, Cabernet. I love your T-shirts, for example. Thank if you're talking about style, you. I have yeah. my, um, my Tuscany T-shirt on as a wild boar. You should put wine. a picture of that on your, your on your website so people will understand what we're talking about. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give that a try. Um, yeah, go to decibelwinespodcast.com. To yeah. see, <laughs> by the time this goes up, you'll be able to see what Pierre's face quite looks a, like. Quite a sensual uh, It is. It's yeah, pretty yeah. important. Yeah. As I said, our sponsor is mm. Decibel Wines. As people <laughs> listening all over the eat world. Eat something, please, instead of. Thank you. And, um, you know, but going back to uh, wine styles. So, yeah. Cabernet, Mendoza. Yeah. Cabernet, Hawks Bay. Cabernet, Bordeaux. Oh, well, tough question. That is. That's why we're tough here. Question. I'm... Yeah. I, I'm I asked the tough questions. That's um, how I got this job. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I like, I, yeah, okay. Talking about style, I like your style anyway, mm -hmm. as well. and your way of thinking. Um, uh, Cabernet in Bordeaux, um, it's, it's a hard question. I mean, right, I, it's, a great, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's a great place to grow Cabernet, you, for what example. Would you say are, what would you say are closer? Argentina is probably warmer, so maybe Chile. What do you mean? Uh, hotter climate in Argen most of the Argentina, Mendoza. So, would you say is oh, is it warmer climate than? Uh, it's warmer in Chile for where I was working. The yeah. warmest place was in Chile. Anyway. Okay. Yeah, warmest uh, ever, um, and no rain at all. Really dry. Okay. So um, hardly any rain. So it is. It is really different. I get uh, the, the wine style are completely different. If you go to Chile, you're going to have something really ripe with uh, the tannins completely uh, melted. Yeah. And uh, and so if you put whatever aging with barrel, I mean, and staying on the same on the same wine style as well, if we want to be able to compare it, if you give it a little bit too much barrel, it's going to get just the oaky side. You just need well, it's just something you have to work differently. If you go to Bordeaux region, you get really strong talents. Mm. Okay, you, the whole wine is lit by that, and obviously the black fruits and everything. But the, those talents are leaving the thing. The barrel aging we're going to help to help you to soft all that and, and round the edge. Here, it is for me. It's we we get really really different Cabernet Sauvignon depend really of the of the um, the clone you get. I mean, but it is it is as well as interesting. I've been tasting here some Cabernet Sauvignon from Gimel Gravels. And they remind me, um, it depend on the year, you can get something that makes you think about Bordeaux in a good year, in a ripe year. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and make me think about um, a Chilean wine in a, in, a, in a cold year and not really ripe. Okay. So uh, it will yeah. be like in between. And depend really what you can get. I mean, well, I guess Cabernet. Really but it's really, di really different style. I do like the, the, the Cabernet here because it's more drinkable. It's not as opulent as the, as the one in Chile. Okay, but the one in Bordeaux need aging. You can't drink that one straight away. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I used, I, I used, I'm, I'm used to it now. Mm -hmm. 
I've been studying there. I've been drinking Cabernet Sauvignon uh, with just straight new barrel after 24, 24 months. Straight away, we've been drinking it because it was it was bold origin and you get the wine and you can't sell, you yeah, can't you keep it. You're it, a student, you want to drink it. So be, let's be fair. So you get used to all those big tenants, but they were a big wine and great wine. And if you if if you're able to understand what it's going to be, you just enjoy it anyway. Mm. But uh, Bordeaux wine needs aging. Here it's easier, and in Chile it's even easier. If and do you think because of here, uh, it has a lot to do with maybe a cleaner fruit expression because of the younger soils and things like that? Or is it just the tannin, really, that you're thinking about? Mm. I'm thinking about a little bit everything. But... Um, because I think, you know, one of the sorry. best things about, um, or, or say appealing things about New Zealand wine overall, but certainly applies to Hawke's Bay, is that sort of bright primary fruit. And I think that goes for everything across the board. Uh, whereas because of the young soils. Yeah. That you, well, you get you get some you, you can get you get get a crop a little bit heavier mm. and sometimes far heavier and keep the fruit and keep the tense keep the texture and keep keep things uh, mm -hmm. still dense. Yeah. And that's something different. And I find here anyway anything's growing really fast f far faster than wherever else. Yeah. I don't know what they put in the soil. I mean, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's just volcanoes and just untouched soils, and that's how it yeah. is. I mean, they are yeah. they are just really healthy, and that's how it is. Yeah, I think it's, um, it's healthy. I, and it may d it, it definitely help anyway. I think it's wine, wine making with UV light as opposed to just that and heat spike that you probably get in France. And and then and and there is or something else. I mean, your your question is tricky as well because. Um, the history of the wine or the winemaking is completely different in those industry countries you've been talking about. Yeah. Um, here, it's still really, really young. You're the still so young. trying to find and putting plenty of grapes from the northern Rhone to the southern of the Portugal yeah, in crazy. the same place <laughs> and trying to make something good each year. We've, um, we've been ourselves putting one grape variety or two or three in the same place after 3,000 years work trying to find a good place to put it. Yeah. Putting on the good, the good, well, not the good density, but we have decided to put that one, that grape variety with that density in that place because we've been thinking about it. In Chile, it's in between. I mean, the first guy who plant grapes were the guy from the, the Spanish guy, mm. Catholic mainly. So they need, to, they need to have that Christ blood, Christ blood. So they need to plant vines everywhere where they, they were going. So it's like 500 years now, the, 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 the winemaking in, uh, in Chile. Now we start in the last 30 or 40 years, we start to hear about it, 30 years, M because plenty of French people or European people, even North American people, put a lot of money in and develop that. Yeah. But they, they used to have a winery there since 500 years making wine. Mm. I mean, they have as well trying to find the good places, where to plant it, how to plant it. And this is how it is. Now, there's a famous story out of, um, I guess, Argentina. Yeah. That, uh, you know, for years, the the Malbec was thought as Cabernet. And then finally, somebody in the 70s or something. Uh, that, now, that's not true. Um, sorry. It's probably true. But um, what is famous as well is that in the 70s, somebody came into Chile and they were confused with uh, in between uh, the, the they were finding like a, some Merlot had a strange taste. And that guy make a 
check. Well, I, I can't I can't explain you that in English because I'm not that technical in in in, in English. He but did, yeah, he anyway, did, yeah. he check it. It was Carmenere, because yeah. Malbec was Malbec was still in France, so they haven't they haven't found any any they probably find any Malbec hide in 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 Argentina and get confused. But anyway, in Chile, what they've done is they've been mixing up Merlot with Carmenere. And the Carmenere, after the Phylloxera in Europe, disappeared completely. Oh, but okay. it, was st it was still in Chile. Mm. So they bring it back to the border region where it was originally coming from and plant it again. Well, it's still like tiny, yeah. less than 1% of border region is planted with Carmenere. But it was like something like, like the, the crazy story of the, of the history of those grapes coming with the European in the first way, disappearing from Europe, coming back, you know, being, uh, being discovered again. Yeah. So yeah, Carmenere came back to Bordeaux this way. Have you ever tasted any Carmenere from Bordeaux? No, never. Yeah, I'd be, it's never, curious. Ever. Yeah. Uh, and uh, well, the question I asked earlier then is going back to uh, Cabernet in Argentina, because you thought they were some some great wines. Yeah. They're, they're sort of like the the ones they keep within the country, or maybe just the premium wines that we don't see as much in the market. I mean, you probably see that yourself more often than me. Yeah, going you're coming from America. Uh, even you're coming from America, where there is a strong wine industry, mm -hmm. but there is as well uh, open mind mm. to be able to import wine from somewhere else. Very Instead of France, it's really hard to find any wine coming from somewhere else. Or if you find something, it's going to be expensive and it's going to be the bottom of the tank. Yeah. So it's <laughs> just yeah, it's definitely not a. Um, it's definitely easier for you to find it. So for us, we need to go overseas and taste things. I mean, even for American wine, it's really hard to find no, any. Yeah, and in find. UK is quite open, but France is really conservative. Mm. And, I'm, and there is, yeah, in Bordeaux, yeah, coming back to Bordeaux, for example, that's a really conservative region. There is a little wine shop that opened in between Pauillac and Margot. And the guy is just selling wine from everywhere. Southeast of France, Italy, Spain, America, New Zealand, Australia, and as well some Bordeaux. But <laughs> it is great to see that as well. That's something that could not happen before. I mean, they probably they would probably have all the guys from around saying, "Yeah, oh, no, no, it's not going to work." And actually, it's not going to work because nobody wants it. Yeah. But now the that. people start to have that open mind. We've been traveling and us to have to understand there is some good stuff as well around mm. Argentina, but as well New Zealand, as well Australia. Sometimes, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's it's like that, and then the the mind are open are opening. Mm slowly but yeah. surely and what's going on in france these days you were just back there uh last month and yeah i was i spent four four weeks in france for holidays and what, so what, what, you you had some mixed feelings coming back out of it um, you were on holiday too i was on holiday so it was easy for me but even on holiday i feel like the well anyway i spent my whole time eating and drinking so let's start with the positive part that's good i've seen my friends my family <laughs> i spent a great time 35 degrees the beach and everything everything fine so but if you look a little bit deeper you um you find that um people are still stressed you know even on holiday but i probably just forgot about that part being in new zealand you know, sure. it's quite relaxed and as well to see them the, sometime a little bit of the misery of the people people with uh, homeless in the street or uh, living living behind bridges and things like that and you forgot easily about that that uh, kind of not ugly but not really yeah, no, I, not really enjoyable part of your country when you go away for I for a couple of I, years you know I see it when I Exactly, you just you just yeah like you that. just re re discover something. So, yeah, still strongly um, uh, strongly French, but there is plenty of thing that I don't really appreciate on what I see when I come back anyway. Yeah, no, it's, yeah. It's, 
sort of interesting to come back to New Zealand and see it's like a uh, a bit of a fresh start here yeah. and and a, it's like a reboot uh, and which can only you know obviously like you said you want to keep it positive and you want to uh, yeah but that's 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 the thing a lot of disappointments even for for friends of us that, that it's not doesn't look that it's going that bad and they are like not really positive about life yeah. or the future or whatever it's quite sad for young people you know like yeah you're not even 35 years old and you're already like oh fuck it's just ah, it's not going to be as yeah. good as we've been dreaming no. so i mean life is like that anyway but just thinking about it when you when you still have no pressure on life for most of them yeah yeah and, and so that's that's the thing here it's relaxed if you compare with whatever else if you compare with france it's far more relaxed so that's why you get uh get a little bit out of those things yeah no it's, I, I get I, my first traffic jam straight away going down <laughs> the plane i see more cars in half an hour that i've seen here in one year and a half yeah and i was like <gasps> yeah i've got a big trip yeah. coming up and I'm like, <laughs> I better get some. Do good, I open the window now? Yeah, I I'll to get, get some, clear. some good podcasts yeah. uh, ready to listen to because I'm going to be in some, some bad traffic areas and stuff. Um, All right. So now you're uh, you've got a cool job at Esk Valley. You've sort of uh, uh, solidified your position there. Even though things are uh, constantly developing for Villa Maria Wine Group, uh, and uh, you've one of how many Europeans in in that group that you? Know, oh, I have no, work? I have no idea. I well, I'm not there is another French in Auckland, I know. Oh, okay. Uh, um, there is a few Italian guys. I mean, from it Italian family, so I don't really know if they are like first generation, or second, or, or fifth one. I, I, I don't know. Um, but I mean, well, in, and if you look a little bit, yeah, uh, George Fistonich is the son of an immigrant um, guy coming from Croatia, exactly. And so, I mean. If, you can find easily somebody coming from overseas here in New Zealand. Well, yeah, sure. There but are coming, no, I, I, have, I don't have that that many that many people. Um, there is a guy who's no, he was he was New Zealand as well. Yeah, no, no. I received an email and talking about my way of of making up shit, and I was making like the, the working shit in uh, in French to to make my coworkers learn a little bit of French. And I get a get an email from my direction in Auckland saying to me, oh, "No, in French, in English, it's better because if you have any audit or whatever, it's tr it should be understandable by everybody." So I was like, "Oh no!" And, ev and everybody was a little bit sad at ask, like, "Oh no, it's uh. not fair." So I sent an email saying, "Okay, in English, so." And um, and he answered me in French. The guy spent like two minutes in French. <laughs> and was talking like, oh, yeah, my friend. And blah, blah. And look, that was quite friendly. But after being told off to not speaking in French, you <laughs> receive an email full French. You don't really understand. But so, yeah, uh, for all I know, there is one French guy. For an audit. Like you yeah, can't for get a Google Translate. Yeah, exactly. Or whatever, exactly. whatever you want anyway. So, yeah. that's yeah. that's. But I don't I don't know a lot of, um, of uh, strangers. <laughs> Either way, I think that's a pretty good outfit. And they make good wines. Uh, they're certainly... Mm. Uh, it's 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 great wines. I should yeah, it's say. simple. I've, I've received. Um, I've sent an email when I came back here. We decided to stay here in New Zealand to come back and and stay here. I've sent email to all the winery in Oaks Bay, every every single winery, and I received few answers and one from Esgvalli. And I came here twice. Never tasted any of those wine of Esgvalli, of Esgvalli before. <laughs> believe me or not, and. Um, Talk with some friends, re remember the, the the name of it and um, and the quality that was attached to the name as well, and say yes to the to the offer. And then after the vintage, they keep me a little bit more, and uh, then they 
keep me even more and uh, now I'm, I'm taking a little bit more um, taking over some responsibilities and getting more involved myself so that make me as well more excited and I think feels, uh, things are quite simple there for me I'm making wine in the way I like it and I'm making wine I do like to make and to drink so that's the that's the main thing I mean yeah. that's the main thing and and the good point for me the great point for me is Esgvalle is a really old and a little bit dodgy winery yeah it's cool and uh, it's you know it's really cool and so it's remind me as well france because here you have like plenty of stainless steel and really clean clean places yeah, or well, whatever I, I, I can't think of an older operation <laughs> oh, yeah around. i mean there's older just looking older yeah no looking there's as older older wineries yeah, yeah. around like you know mission yeah but, is old. Yeah, but the existence facilities but the not, actual yeah. you know the concrete yeah, the, the actual, facilities yeah. and and uh that's it's pretty amazing so that's the two things that that keep me on actually and then as well the team because it's such a small team that become friends easily so i mean yeah, yeah good i will not be here if it wasn't a good place yeah anyway. yeah that's that's good so and now you can just go out and go surfing right down uh, the road. Yeah, well, I'm coming from the, the nearly the capital of the surf in France. I'm coming to one of the nice surf spots in, in New Zealand. I've been in most beautiful as well in Chile, working just next door to the best spot in Chile as Jesus. well. And I'm not a surfer at all. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think you were. So, no, 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 I'm so. not. No, no. And uh, even skateboards scare me, so I don't know, it doesn't, doesn't work that yeah, easy. I, I love enough. to swim, I love to go in the, to do um, body surf, but uh, no, not not anything in the water. That's good enough. Yeah. Um, well, cool, man. I think um, yeah. that's just going to about wrap us up, I think. That really? was quick, wasn't it? Was was. Even quick. though we had a little break for food and wine. Oh, well, two hours and a half, that's fine. Well, you'll yeah, make yeah. some cut, I guess. Yeah, I'll do some, edi- <laughs> I'll do some editing down. <laughs> um, well, cool. Thanks for doing this. We'll do a... Yeah, we'll do, let's do a little little one. Santé. Santé.